If you want to see me mess up the Twitch Twitch intro multiple times, damn it! <laughs> just <laughs> like this, just like this. Check out our Twitch at Twitch.com/slash/JDrewMedia. Hit it, Kyoni. What's up, everybody? I was in my own head. I was in my own <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> it's the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. How y'all doing? It's your boy, JJ. That was Ryan off the top of the show and Keone, producer Keone tonight. Yeah, with the, the little P. Not capital P, the little P. <laughs> little P. Little P producer. Yeah. Hi, That's y'all. the only thing little about us, Keone. Hey. Ah, boy. How y'all feeling? Hey. Less than twenty four hours away from well, pretty football. good since I stole Tua from you last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sniped him <laughs> one pick ahead of me, literally. Uh, <laughs> well, I was messed up. Uh, yeah, and if you, whenever you're listening to this, it's it's even less than less than twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Negative like hours. Tw- it's like twelve hours or so away. Yeah, you should be listening to this right when it drops you exactly guys. exactly um yeah we have we have football tonight so remember to set your lineups yeah remember to put the people just... you are playing today in your starter spots so you have that flexibility later now a lot of people are not injured and we'll talk about those injuries later but it's just I mean, the first time of us reminding you all yep. season long every Let's single get it going week. you know we a little rusty yeah we gotta be we gotta get back in the groove so do you week well, one let's we. get it going the people listen to us we've been we've been strong for a minute now yeah it's true. locked in speaking of staying locked in let's get into the news all right the dolphins place jeff wilson on ir he's going to miss the first four weeks of the season this opens up raheem moster really how you guys feeling about moster going into week one it's a great matchup. The Chargers. Mm-hmm. Great matchup. Uh, I like Mostert. I think he probably leads the backfield and has most touches, and it's pretty obvious. Right? Wilson, because... put him on the bench, though. Put him on your IR spot. Sorry, don't put him on the bench. Put him on your IR spot. Um, and A chain is like a shoulder injury as well, I think, right? Yeah. He's also a rookie. I don't I just don't think the volume been dealing be with stuff all offseason, too. I I'm not putting mm. any faith into him in week but... one. Still good for Mostert to be getting a lot of Start touches. Sit. Start says your RB2, Mostert, versus mm. the Chargers. Depends on who else you have, but, you know, I, he's he's a great matchup, and he's going to be likely the only, pretty much the main guy in the backfield for this week, so it's it's a viable a viable option. You know, if you have guys like uh, James Conner and... and David Montgomery is your first quarter of your first running backs, then maybe you want to start Mostert. Who knows? I would start David Montgomery. Man, well, okay, I have I have one for you. I have one for you. I was trying to throw okay. shade at somebody. Okay. Would you start Najee Harris versus the 49ers defense? Or Raheem Mostert versus Chargers defense? 
didn't they? I think they just signed. Um, Nick Bosa, yeah, they did. Yeah. So they're fully healthy. Mm. I think week one, I still got Najee. I know it's bad. It's a better matchup for Mostert, but I'm going to trust the studs coming out week one. Yeah, you you start your studs. So, yeah, again, it depends on your running back situation. If you went zero RB and got him in a late round, then probably start Mostert. But if you have some solid those or, wide receiver or, ones or RB ones. Something that I did was draft Alvin Kamara in the in-between rounds. Mm-hmm. He was drafted, supposed to be my flex. Got to slide someone else in. If you did that, Mostert's not a bad mm, That's a good one. That's another good one. Jamal Williams. Versus mm-hmm. Titans or Raheem Mostert versus the Chargers. Both mm-hmm. very similar. I know. Rookie mm-hmm. running backs are the only guys behind them. Injury. Both injured most of the camp, up and down. I'll take Williams. Ah, I like the hype. Yeah, I like Good Williams. He's a swag hoggy. I, I think I'm actually going to go Mostert there. Uh, it's so right. close. Like, I think you're good either way. Yeah, if yeah, you have I agree. to, you're good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some more news. TJ Hawkinson and the Vikings agreed to a contract extension. Another guy that has been dealing with stuff all, all offseason, all camp long. Has oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't been oh, there. Oh, come on. <laughs> Every reporter said dealing with stuff. This guy was even hurt. He's the highest paid tight end in the league. Right. If you had an earache, you couldn't get called out from work, bro. You'd have to then make you show up. I know, but hey, he he didn't show up. Finally got yeah. his contract extension. Now he's showing up. That's that's my only point. No, you're no, he worth. Was there. He just didn't practice. Yeah, no, you're worth. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup had a setback with his hamstring <laughs> no, you're injury. King. <laughs> Yoni in the back. No, you're worth king supporting everybody. <laughs> uh, Cooper Cup gonna be out for week one. He's mm. gonna be day to day going forward, according to Sean McVay. But uh, dealing with that hamstring injury had a setback. That's not good news for Cooper Cup. Off to a rough start, especially if you drafted him in the first or second round. Yeah, Van Jefferson, another guy you can slide into that flex spot in week one, or. Going no. against Seattle, that defense is tough. I think this is a you play Seattle's defense as your streamer, and <laughs> you know that the Rams are going back. Yeah, hmm. Higby goes up in this situation though for me. I agree I mean, with that. I'm not starting Jefferson. I like Jefferson, but I'm not starting him. Oh, I don't even really like him. Zach Moss returned to practice on Wednesday, dealing with the broken arm. Uh, that Colts backfield, Jonathan Taylor going to miss the first four weeks. So that's another uh, stash guy. Yeah, it's still Deion Jackson, though, right? For week one. I think there's reports yeah, coming out saying that if, uh, Zach Moss is there. It's going to be Zach Moss. Hmm. I saw a couple of reports today saying that if he's ready, it's going to be him one. But it's going to be a committee. OK, by week two, it's going to be Kareem Hunt. They're going to watch <laughs> oh. week one. <laughs> and they're like, damn. All right. Cream, what you want? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Keone? What? What you got? Melvin Gordon? (laughs) You know, just... uh, What old vet signs of the Colts week two? Eddie Lacy. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Bring back Trent. (laughs) 
And uh, some really big news for tonight's game. Travis Kelsey suffered a hyperextended knee. Um, we'll probably have to update you guys on social media at FF Daydreamers because it's going to be a game time decision, I think. We don't have any news at the, record, at the time of recording this um, other than he is questionable. Plays on Thursday night. That's, I mean, it's it's rough. He's not playing. I don't believe it. I'm really worried about it. I don't believe it. I don't think so either. That's all right. I'm facing somebody who has Travis Kelsey in week one, so we're... Travis Kelsey, you're lucky too, buddy. I hope you come back in week two and be healthy. (laughs) But you are about to be my bus candidate, and you know it. If um, you do have... If you have Travis Kelsey, um, who are you replacing him with? Tyler Higby? Noah Gray? Yeah, probably Higby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably Higby. Because I feel like you can play Higby at later points in the year if you need to. No, Gray feels like a a like this week Some only kind of play. Me. Yeah. The other no. one I like, um, Isaiah Likely. Hmm. Mark Andrews questionable too uh, this week. If he doesn't play, Isaiah hmm. Likely. That's that's that'll be a good play. Yeah, I like Likely if Andrews is out. All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to some buff. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. So who do you guys have as busts this season? I got Cooper Cup. So this is a lot less jarring since he's been ruled out of week one already. And now there's talks of him potentially going on IR. But even still, people knew about his hamstring for weeks now. We've known about it. Uh, But people were still drafting him. Like, it was nothing. Like, I, I mean, it was crazy. Cooper Cup had slowly been falling down my ranks. Felt like almost every day I was moving him down a little bit more. Meanwhile, still sitting at ADP of four. I I hated it. I thought he was going to be a bust from there. Uh, I'm not saying Cooper Cup's a bad player. He's amazing, which is why people are willing to take the chance on him. Because whenever he is on the field, he's going to be amazing. It's just, when is he going to get on the field? He finished as a wide receiver one in 2021, the guy to have. He won people fantasy championships, and I think people are still um, remembering that Cooper Cup. It's 2023, though. I don't see him returning to the league, leading 145 receptions, uh, 1,947 yards, and 16 touchdowns. This Rams team is a shell of itself. Matthew Stafford doesn't excite anyone. Cam Akers, I guess... Uh, they have to hand the ball to someone, so Cam Akers is there. But behind that offensive line, no thanks. There, I don't want any of them. Cooper Cup was the one shining spot on this team, but all offseason he's been dealing with something. This hamstring injury, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And now he's out for week one. I just think he's going to disappoint for you got Cooper Cup. Yeah, uh, I got another guy who had a. A great 2021 season fell off in 2022 due to injury. And then I was making, looking to make a comeback, but I don't think he's going to do it. And it's Kyle Pitts. I know we've, we've, I've talked about Kyle Pitts before. You've seen him on, if you see our social media and all that sort of stuff, but I like a lot of people, so many people think based off his ADP, he's going to make a comeback, but I don't see where Atlanta made the moves to have that be the case. Like, They have an unproven quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who for all intents and purposes will perform just as bad, if not worse than 
Marcus Mariota did last year. And they drafted B. John Robinson, a running back, onto a team that ran the ball the most last year. So they are clearly not focused on passing the ball to their pass catchers, and they're going to suffer as a result. And I think Kyle Pitts especially. He Again, and last year, even though he was injured, in the games that he did play, he averaged less than three catches per game and had just over 35 yards per game on average. Those are not great numbers, even for a tight end. And they just didn't really use him very much at all. He only had, he's only had three touchdowns in the NFL um, so far. And so I just, those numbers are not like great, you know, super incredibly talented, you know, that year one, fantastic, over a thousand yards, looked great, all that sort of stuff. And then just kind of seemed to fall off. And I need to see a lot from him before I can get back to like, oh yeah, he's going to be great and a top 10 tight end like people are projecting him to be. And I just don't think that's going to happen this year. And especially if they don't give him the ball, I don't know if he, you know, made somebody mad if he pissed off Arthur blank saying the prices are, are too, too cheap in Atlanta or something, or he, I don't know, made a pass, whatever. I just, somebody high in the organization, cause they're not like, sometimes it look, he's almost invisible on the field. And so expect the same in 22, 2022, as you do in 2023 for Kyle Pitts. All right. Well, I have another Atlanta pass catcher, Drake London. Uh, I'm out on Drake London because of two reasons, right? Passing volume and QB play. Uh, London was only good when Kyle Pitts was gone. In the first 11 games, London averaged 9.4 fantasy points per game by only having one top 24 finish. Uh, final six games without Pitts, he averaged 12.6 points per game and uh, three top 24 finishes. And I know uh, Pitts is still there. So <laughs> this offense just can't support two pass catchers. It's pretty simple. Uh, not only you're right, Keone, not only did they rush the ball the most, they've actually rushed the ball the second most since 2013. And then you're right. They added B. John Robinson, one of the best running backs. Bull prediction. They break the record. (laughs) They are, (laughs) I think they go for 600 plus rush attempts this year. And with that being said, I like Desmond Ritter, you know, I just don't. It's too much unknown. In four games last season, he only completed 20 attempts, completed, had 20 completions once, two only two passing touchdowns, never threw over 225 yards. It's just not agreements for wide receiver breakout, not agreements for a tight end breakout. It's agreements for your for your running backs to be really good, which is great. Draft B. John Robinson in the first round. But, Ooh. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. This... Stay away from this passing game. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, and Bijan is going to take away targets from both, like, both of those guys. A if, lot of targets. If if they if they pass the ball, let's say five hundred times. So let's say Pitts and London get. Bijan's getting how many of that? I mean, he's probably getting 60, 70 targets of <laughs> yeah. that. Then you add all the other weapons that Cordell Patterson, the Tyler, their guys are going to get targets. The volume is just not there. It's just not there. They're, they're, London and Pitts are very talented. I love them as players. 
If they weren't on this team, I would draft them. Mm. But this is just not the offense made for them. All right, my second bust is going to be Dalton Kincaid, Bill's rookie tight end. Let's talk about rookie tight ends. Since 2013, only two have the, two of them have finished as fantasy starters. Evan Ingram finishes as the tight end five in 2017. He averaged five and a half targets and over four receptions a game and scored six touchdowns on the season. And then Kyle Pitts finished as tight end seven in 2021, averaged six and a half targets a game and had over a thousand receiving yards. That leaves players like Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, David Njoku, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, all finishing outside the top 12 in their rookie season. This is not a slight accomplishment, even at the tight end position. Now, it's not impossible for Kincaid to provide um, those numbers that you need. I mean, he is he was a touchdown monster in college. He scored eight touchdowns in both the 2021 and 2022 seasons. But Dawson Knox is still there, and he's going to be the tight end one going into the season and for now. Um, and just ask Ryan, how was it having Dawson Knox um, all by himself in this offense last no, year? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I, don't <laughs> I mean, he's, he scored six touchdowns, so no, I guess. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> but if that's what <laughs> – yeah, he wasn't good. That's, that's my point. And he was by himself. He scored six touchdowns. I guess that's what people are hoping for, that uh, Dalton Kincaid can score a bunch of touchdowns and is just going to sneak into the top 12. I just wouldn't count on it happening. Uh, this is going to be a two tight end team. Like I said, Kincaid will have to beat out Dawson Knox to get that starting job and earn those coveted end zone targets. And everyone from Josh Allen, James Cook, Damian Harris, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and Dawson Knox are going to be fighting over those touchdowns. I would not be counting on Dog Kincaid until he proves himself, which it might take the entire season until he can prove himself. So my second bust for this year is on a team, a, a former uh, team that I pr- promoted a lot, but I think this year is going to be a down year for them. Oh, and it's, and it's Michael Pittman <laughs> Jr. Both I just look at the notes right now. Oh my God. <clears throat> so I think, yeah, this just I think it's going to be a bad year for the Colts. I mean, it's been probably a bad year for the Colts for, I mean, how many years running? But I think while Anthony Richardson is like, is the future, I think this year is going to be a lot of growing pains for this team. And so this is just going to be another bump in the road for them to have to go through and get past before they're good, hopefully starting next year. But I think. He had, you know, Pittman had a great sophomore year, over a thousand yards, had six touchdowns, finished as the wide receiver 15. But then last year, he took a step back, almost wide receiver 24, just just outside that um, or just like wide receiver 23 or so. And so he fell he fell some spots, less than five touchdowns and under a thousand receiving yards. Now, obviously, that goes that comes down to like quarterback play and you know, the team as a whole, but I don't think the team is a whole ton better. Again, Anthony Richardson is an improvement, but you know, he's in his rookie year. So it'll be a lot of like, welcome to the NFL kid kind of stuff happening. 
with it uh with the Colts. And this year I have him have Michael Pittman projected wide receiver 30 or worse. And so I think expect that with him this year. That's why I stayed away from him in this draft. And then hopefully next year they are better and he is back, you know, in a place where you can wide receiver two or, or better and where you can draft him. But in 2023, he is a bust for me. So next up for me is going to be Ken Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. Right now he's being drafted as RB16 and it makes no sense to me. He's struggling in two crucial areas uh, that really are important to fantasy. Red zone and receiving. Last year, Walker ranked last in rushing yards with seven and rushing touchdowns with only two inside the 10 with 30... um, inside the 10 with 15 or more carries 30 other players were there. He was 30th. And then he doesn't catch the ball. He had 13 games of three or less receptions. I don't think those improve for him because the Seattle drafted JSN, the best receiver in the draft, and then drafted Zach uh, Charbonnet from UCLA a 6'1", 220-pound beast. I just, I mean, in his final two years at UCLA, he had 61 receptions. In Ken Walker's whole career, college and NFL, he has 46. Ken Walker is not going to be on the field at third down. And he's 5'9", 200 pounds, 5'9", 210. He's not going to be in the field on goal line. He struggles. And so what's upside? Uh, uh, inside the back 20 to 20 guy? Well, you're getting that guy at RB16 when you get that same guy in James Cook who's going to be in a better offense. So I just, I'm staying away from Walker. I haven't drafted him anywhere. Uh, I think Charbonnet is a late round handcuff with upside. Uh, I think I, I've drafted in most drafts. I'm very compelled by him. But for Ken Walker, I just he he's limited, and for him to be drafted so high, like if you're talking about top sixteen, I think that's his ceiling. I have my RB twenty four. I just I just don't see it. All right, let's move into some breakout. And you could thank me now, and oh my goodness, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, who are some breakouts you guys got for this season? Uh, Big Pat. Big Pat Firemuth. You know there's only one thing Pittsburgh Steelers like more than defense. Great defense. It's white tight ends. Heath Miller, Vance McDonald, Jesse James. Big Pat, baby. <laughs> Pat Firemuth is about to break out. It's going to be crazy. Uh, cool fact. Pat Firemuth, Pat Firemuth, top 10 tight end in receptions and targets in the first two years. In this offense, one of the worst offenses in football last year, this guy was still the second best producing guy on this team. And everyone saw the preseason. We saw the touchdowns. We saw Kenny Pickett. I love this offense this year. You're getting this guy at tight end 10, 9, somewhere around there. I got him at tight end 6. It's a steal. If he if he's a second targeted guy, because I like Pickens, but you know Pickens is for the highlights. 
Johnson gets open. Pat Fryman is taking over the middle of the field. It's just, man, I, I touchdowns. He only had two touchdowns last season. I mean, they only threw like 12, but he only had two of them. If they throw 24, I mean, he's getting at least six. I, I At least six. I think I think he's what people think George Kill is going to be. Ooh. Okay. All right. I got uh, Zay Flowers, rookie wide receiver for the Ravens. I talked wait, about. Wait, 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 JJ. How are you not going to confirm? What is 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 there not another? It's d- great defense and white tight ends. <laughs> You're a Steelers fan. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even going to call. Come on, come on, give it to me. What else? <laughs> the run game. Oh, the oh, the, yeah, true. The My bad. I'm sorry. I forgot about the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they true. Willie Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. Rashad Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, my bad. White tight ends third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back that up. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I would say coaches probably. You know? Yeah, above <sighs> above 500 season. Oh, bro, coaches probably. Well, I mean. Over the run game. All right, I got Zay Flowers, rookie (laughs) wide receiver for the Ravens. I talked about rookie tight ends, how they don't finish as starters. Rookie wide receivers, on the other hand, often finish inside the top 25, and they're they're worth starting throughout the season. 2013, Keenan Allen. 2014, Odell. uh, 2015, Amari Cooper. 2016, Michael Thomas. 2017, Juju. 2018, Calvin Ridley. 2019, A.J. Brown. 2020, Justin Jefferson. 2021, Jamar Chase. Uh, with a lot of other rookies, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown's just a couple more in the recent years. All those guys finished in the top 24. That's 2013 every single year on someone has finished inside the top 24. Uh, and Zay Flowers, he lines up to be that next guy to crack the top 24 as a rookie. He had 30% of his team's receptions in his final year in college, went over 1,000 yards, and had 12 touchdowns. He knows how to score. Mark Andrews will be the number one target there still for the Ravens, but he's banged up. Who knows what it's going to be with Mark Andrews. I still expect Mark Andrews to have a good season, but the number one wide receiver, it's up for grabs on this team. We've talked about it a lot this offseason. They signed Odell who hasn't been fantasy relevant since 2019, where he had 133 targets and he finished as a wide receiver 26 with 133 targets. He's not going to be getting that many targets. I don't think he'll be that relevant. Uh, Flowers has a chance to emerge as the wide receiver one on this team and be able to slide into your lineup each and every week. I think there's a lot of upside there and I, I think he's going to break out of a big year. All right. Now, I have a guy who is going to break out using his special weapon he has, and that's because he is the Samoan slingshot going to break through and become a QB1 in fantasy this year. From being a player who was literally broken down in 2022 to a breakout player this year to a Tagovailoa, is is going to finally take that step into being a top top QB and that's because he's worked a ton in the offseason this whole team has worked in this offseason Mike McDaniels him 
you know, they've all worked to have him be protected and have him better position himself to not be as injury prone as he was in previous years. And so hopefully, you know, he stays safe this year. I imagine hopefully with all this given things, you know, the cameras on the, on the, the helmets and all that stuff, getting his, his eye line and all that sort of stuff. He's going to be able to play the entire season, give or take, you know, a few games, you know, I'll give everybody one or two games. That's just given. Um, but he showed glimmers of what he could be, you know, his potential, his full potential in Baltimore last year. And then he had a three game stretch versus Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, just incredible games, just balled out like significantly. And I think he can get there. You know, uh, I think he can throw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He was close last year, but again, he missed a few games and again, the injuries got him. Um, but he doesn't need to run the ball to do that either, you know, and he shouldn't run the ball. Um, let's hope he doesn't run as much because then that's not going to be as safe. But is if he's elusive in the pocket, which again, I think some of the stuff he's been working on, he can break through at, into that top 12. And uh, he's in a stacked division, so he might need to. But uh, I think there's a chance. And that'll, they'll, you know, if you got him on your team, great. Because Tua is slingshotting him way his way into that top echelon of quarterbacks in 2023. Nice. I always love when you say this. I'm always it's a pretty you. nice name. It's a great nickname. Underrated. Right? Thank you. Uh, John Dotson, my next breakout. In the eight games last season where he had 70, or he played 70% of the more snaps, he had averaged 14 plus fantasy points per game. In this offense, I expect him to be now the number one with McLaurin getting injured with his toe injury. He's just a, I just love, I just love him, bro. He just is talented. He got good hands. He catches touchdowns. He's yards after the catch. And Eric Bannon, there now. I expect him to be a little more pass heavy. I think this offense could put up points. We saw in the preseason. I don't know why I watched so much preseason football, but. I did, and I lo- I loved watching Washington. You know, I think they're a little underrated. They Sam, you know, Sam Howell, Dodson. I I like them. I like this offense. I think they could score points, and I think Dodson is probably going to be more fantasy relevant the whole year than McLaurin. To be honest, McLaurin toe injuries are rough. You linger. know, you don't, huh? They linger. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and then. Curtis Samuel, I never, he has spurts. He has like burst games where he's like, you know, he'll catch it, he'll have a end around touchdown and he gets a screen touchdown, but he's just not consistent. Dotson's this guy who's probably going to get eight, nine targets a game. And if he does, I just, the volume's there. The volume is not big. He's not a big guy, but he plays like he's big. He goes and gets the ball. You you know, he kind of reminds me of Nate Robinson. You know how Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson would, would block LeBron, flex oh. on him, and then he crossed you over for a three. And yeah. just give you that bull season, just give you that spark. And I, I just think that's the way he plays. He's play, you're right. He plays way bigger than what he is. Yeah. Mm. I'm, just, what, I'm just worried about Sam Howe's play. That's all that I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm, but the thing is, what they're going to do is they're going to give him every shot. Yeah, true. Hmm. 
it seems like they're all in. Yep, they yeah. are. All right, my uh, other breakout is Alexander Madsen. Uh, we all know the story behind Alexander Madison. Sits behind Dalvin Cook for four years, can't get 35% of the split between the two. But let's look at what he did whenever he does get the ball. Averages 4.1 yards a carry, and his rushing touch touchdowns have gone up each season. He scored five rushing touchdowns last season. Uh, he's also no slouch in the passing game, catching 83% of his passes of the passes thrown to him, and he's gotten seven point five yards per reception scoring a single touchdown each of the last seasons through the air so we know he's a decent back not world beater but pretty good just hasn't gotten the opportunity dalvin cook now gone off to new york madison is set to take over this backfield and get the majority of the carries left behind uh over madison's four-year career cook has averaged 268 carries and 55 targets a season if Madison is going to get 200 carries and 40 targets, bumps him up from playing 35% of the snaps to 65% of the snaps, I'll I'll take that every single day of the week. I expect them to be in the red zone a lot this season as well. Uh, Dalvin Cook had the eighth most red zone attempts, uh, rushing red zone attempts last season, and fifth most inside the five. Uh, give Alexander Madison those attempts, and he's proven – he he can score those touchdowns. Like I said, he scored five uh, rushing touchdowns last year. All five of those came inside the 20, and four of them came inside the 10. Uh, he's never finished inside the top 36 running backs, but I think he's going to destroy that this season and finally, finally get the lead in, uh, in this backfield of a high-powered offense. Well, I think Ryan is muted. But that's all oh, right. Sorry, I was so hyped. <laughs> Join me, brother. Yeah. I saw the rankings. I loved it, baby. Had him in the top 10. I see you give him in the top 12, Keone. It's okay, baby. Join. Join us. We shall see. Join us. Well, speaking of guys who I think can be who I have in the top 10, um, it's wide receiver Garrett Wilson. You know, if he, if he knocked down, if he knocked on the door last year, this season, he's going to kick the whole damn thing in. In 2022, he finishes the wide receiver in the wide receiver 20 range with nearly 150 targets and over 1100 yards. Great, great rookie season. And that was with the Terminator, Mike White, Zach, the dog Wilson and Mr. Elite Joe Flacco as his quarterback. This year, he has Aaron Rodgers multi-time league MVP and one of the most accurate passers in the league. And with age comes wisdom. You know, Rogers is the oldest starting quarterback in the league this year, but he's been around the block and it's helped. It's helped him facilitate some wide receivers to major, major fantasy numbers. We're talking Devonte Adams, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, and the list goes on with, another to be added this year in Garrett Wilson. I think he can have a breakout on top of his breakout rookie season. And Give us no a ball prediction. Give it to us. I want it. What are you thinking? I know you it's were thinking breakout. of something. He's going to set the record for most targets in a, in a season. I love it. I so, love it. There you go. Um, 
yeah, he can be go from being a top 20 guy to being a top 10 guy um, and win you leagues. You know, he's if you got him, good congratulations, because he's going to be a great player throughout the season. Um, I I got him in a league, so like it's it, I'm happy about that. He's big. He's fast. He's talented. He has an improved quarterback this year who knows what he's doing and what they're capable of. There's no limits to where this jet can go. All right, there are our busts and breakouts for the 2023 season. Now, let's move on to something we've been working on all offseason. Keone's favorite team. We need that. We need that. We need that. All right, so we came up with odds of who Keone's favorite team will be. We all know Keone. He is uh, switching teams all the time. Uh, whether we put it on him or not, we he switches teams every single season. Last season, it was the Colts. I guess you know, for two seasons in a row, it was the Colts now, huh? The, the, the uh, Seahawks sprinkled in there. Yeah, a bit. yeah, true, true, true. So we came up with the odds of who Keone's favorite team will be in the 2023 season. And um, so... We're going to, I guess we should take a screenshot of that and post that up on social media of all the odds of mm. what Keone's favorite team is going to be. Yeah. Because I think we're going to be doing this uh, throughout the season. As we know, like Keone said, he kind of switched to the Seahawks in the middle of the season. So maybe halfway through the season, a quarter of the way through the season, we'll revisit this segment and uh, get Keone's new favorite team. But for now, odds excluded. Who do you think will be Keone's favorite team, Ryan? The Vikings. The Vikings. That's interesting because producer Ian also said the Vikings. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good one. Uh, I think I'm going to go with my original. I'm going to stick with what I originally said at the beginning of the offseason, and that's going to be the Bears. The mm. Bears is going to be mine. Um, now, using the odds, where would you put your money, Ryan? Well, the Vikings are plus 500, buddy. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a good bet. Uh, if I was, if I wanted to bet 100 bucks, I'd put it on the Vikings. But if I wanted to bet like 10 bucks and yeah, let's say try you to, do that. Let's try to try to like, I'm let's a, try to win big here. Yeah, I mean. okay, 10 bucks. I'll put it back on um Keone have wait wait Keone have you looked at the odds yet or still not yet? No, I don't think I looked at the odds. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what they are. You weren't supposed to, so okay, good, 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 good. good. Yeah, yeah. I think that was part of the fun. <laughs> All right. Uh one's loading up right now. So mm, mm. give me a second. Ryan, who you got with the odds? Who are you going? The Eagles? It's a tough decision. <laughs> it is that. tough. No, it's, I, I think I'm going to go with the Saints. That's a great one. Mm. If mm. I had 10 bucks, so you're playing, you say it's plus 7,000. So that that was one of my one of my few that I was that I was thinking about going with. Has a chance to win the division. Keone's been on the losing side, kind of wants to pick a winner. I think you could kind of be, I think cars just made enough to really keep Keone's boat flowing. Hmm. Keone doesn't want a great quarterback to root for. 
Keanu likes the guy that keeps him excited, half chubbed on a on a Thursday night, <laughs> hoping his team can make the comeback. They make a playoff run. He knows not, he's not uh, a bandwagoner. We're going big money. Keone loves getting his heart broken. He's gonna do it again. We're going with the Texans. No fucking way. <laughs> Twelve thousand five hundred. He loves Damian Pierce. No, it's that's too young. Yeah, it's too young. Too he wants he wants a little bit older. Uh, look, right, look at the Colts. Look at the look at the Seahawks. Gino. Uh, he, hated, he ended up hating the Colts though. He wants something. No, fresh. but he liked but he, he liked Carson Wentz. I know. Older. I'm, I'm really worried that he goes back to the Dolphins. But it's only plus six hundred. Uh, Producer Ian said the Cardinals at plus nine thousand. This is uh, it's a pretty good one too. I think it's not too bad. Okay. Um, but if now you pick the I Cardinals, guess Cardinals. I don't know if I can like you that much. Come on, it's, who the fuck John Gannon? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's battling uh, Mike. That that's a judge of character. Day. That's a judge. That's like, oh, shoot, we meant to kick this dude up the pod. We've been doing this for four years. <laughs> all right, Keone, it's the time we've all been waiting for it. Give us your favorite team going into the 2023 season. In the off season of 2023, a man went on a journey of discovery and growth seeking to fill emptiness that now ravaged his fantasy soul. Much like the Europeans on their gap year, he traveled the lands searching for the team he was going to represent come the start of the season. It took him to many great sites, and he met so many wonderful fans from across the country. From the Puget Sound in Seattle, where he willed a once forgotten quarterback back to glory, to eating some brats with Bill Swirsky, Bill Swirsky superfans and the rest of Da Bears. There was a trip down memory lane of fantasy teams past as he drove in the Indy 500. On his way to trek through the eight mile where, the, where he narrowly avoided the biting of his kneecaps. He tasted some reasonably priced yet still tasty food down in hot Lana and danced in the clubs in Miami with Tua, who taught him some judo to boot. Ultimately, though, it took a trip through the darkness to find where his heart landed this year. While it was an unexpected place, he knew that he belonged in the land of meadows with Mr. Zen himself. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I, Keone Eichels, have chosen the J-E-T-S, the Jets, 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 as my team heading into the 2023 fantasy season. Stay tuned to see where I land after week one. (laughs) Brian in shock. I'm in shock. Brian turned his camera off. <laughs> I mean, the odds were kind of there, plus 800. I mean, it, it wasn't too bad. It was a pretty good bet if you if you did it. I, I might have to leave. What? <laughs> That's crazy, what? huh? Yeah. What this guy gets this guy gets a makeover and thinks and thinks he and A Rods becomes his guy. Hey, 
Hey, hey. Oh, shit. We know what's popping off next, JJ. Hey, hey. What, hey, what did he do? What, what, what did Rogers do when he got that two MVPs? Ian, I know you're in the chat. Let Keone know what it is. Can you do some mushrooms or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Keone. Whatever. I'll tell you. Oh, All right. That'll do it for the podcast. <laughs> That'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, follow, subscribe, whatever it's called on whatever platform you are listening to this on right now. Uh, tune into our Twitch, twitch.com slash daydreamermedia. Sunday night, we're going to be going live, uh, recording the podcast. That'll be dropped later that week. And just uh, getting our early reactions to the first week of the Good. NFL. Early reactions. Can't be instant, but early. Yeah. I like it, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and tell your friends and stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. FF Daydreaming is on all social media. Mm-hmm.